for me was always really, really important was people over skills. I mean, of course I want the best skills in the world, but I learned that skills without the soul, they, they don't last. Hello, I'm Elizabeth Ribbons, your host for Next, a podcast dedicated to connecting women through stories, inspiration, and actions that empower resilience, leverage change, and celebrates their next. If you have lived half a century, certainly you have valuable skills, knowledge, and something you can share. Creating online courses on an appealing platform is another way to reach your audience, deliver your knowledge, and create an income source. I've been a Kajabi user for over five years, and I'm continually impressed with the amazing capabilities, options, excellent support, and the dedication to continue to innovate and provide the very best to their users. It's everything you need from soup to nuts to house your pearls of wisdom and share with others. To get your first month free, go to www.nextcareerlife.com backslash income. That's www.nextcareerlife.com backslash income. And get your first 30 days for free. Today's guest knew early on that she wanted to create her life by her own son. Laura Schmoisman, as a child in Buenos Aires, loved how words and stories could shape ideas. Starting early at the age of 14, she worked in radio, then in college studied screenwriting and TV production. Her journey led her to many opportunities in the U.S. where she realized, like many women, that she was more, wanted more than just the career. It was an aha moment that she realized that if she was going to give as much as she was giving, she was going to do it for herself. Taking a bit of time to reimagine what she wanted, then launching her own agency, The Darrell, and podcast Coffee and Five, Lara is finding success in both career and life. Welcome, Lara. Nice that you're Hi. here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm, I'm really glad. And I love your story because you are sort of really the epitome of women who have shaped their own lives, who have realized, look, I can do all these things, but I'm not sure that that's the way I want to do it. And so you start designing it yourself. You start looking at your next and, and developing how you're going to, to put it together. So maybe give me a little bit more about that because you have a lot of wins and you know yeah. you can do it. So. I just love that you should say the magic word for me that is designing. To me, you have to design your own thing. You need to design what you want to be. You, things don't happen just because. I mean, this cap, it was designed. It wasn't just a cap. It didn't yeah. born to be a cap. We have everything in our life, every object is designed. So why we are not going to be designing our own life? Exactly. You're speaking my, you're singing to the choir. I believe that completely, especially for women. Totally. And I believe in that. And then I believe something that I, is very, very close to my soul, mind, heart, everywhere is to create content with intention. Anything you do in this life needs to have an intention. If you don't do it with an intention, you're not going to achieve absolutely anything. So basically, you need strategy and intention, and that's the perfect match. And you're able to simplify that so well. But for my listeners, what does that mean to, to, to have content or strategy with intention? What does that mean for them? Well, let's put it, let's simplify it because I do marketing. So let's talk a little social media. I know that everyone loves to talk about social media. Like, you're going to be doing posts. Let's talk about Instagram. For example, each post has to have an intention. 
either is brand awareness or you're trying to sell something or is creating engagement, you need to know what intention that post is going to have. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, how, why are you going to create it? It will be a waste of, waste of time and space in Instagram. Right, exactly. So, so that in its sense is design. So you're, you're saying there's a need or there's a, an intention and then I'm coming up with a solution, creating, designing it, and therefore then we're going to get an outcome. Exactly, exactly. Like, for example, uh, something that I'm, I've been interviewed quite a lot lately is because I say that I design a work culture. My team was always remote. Today, we're over 50 people, but we are a huge family and we laugh with each other. We co-work, listen to music. We have a monthly challenge that we fight the whole month to see who wins. Uh We do happy hours. We do crazy things, but everything was done by design. They didn't happen just because. Right. Tell me about that because I I wanted to talk to you about your work culture and how you started developing that because let's back out for a second. You were at a gas station going, okay, no more. I can't do this anymore. And then from there, you Okay, let let, let me tell the whole story about that. Let's get the story going because my listeners need to hear this. Okay, so um, as you mentioned it from very early age, I was first working in radio, then I worked in television. I moved to the States without speaking English, and I, uh, I had to learn the, the language, but also I had nine different jobs back then. Okay. And as I was learning English and making a little better income as my English was getting better, I was able to narrow it down to a few jobs. But always, uh, I was very interested in entertainment industry, distribution industry, and then I fell in love with digital. And what at the end, it took me to work in other agencies. The other agency world is, many people call it toxic or overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very intense. I don't remember while I was working in an agency coming back home before midnight any day of my contracts and I was coming home and I had two little kids that I, I wanted to see and I will not see it, yeah. see them. Um, so one day it was almost Christmas break and my son, I think he was in second grade. So he was seven and he did a secret Santa, you know, that game that the kids just so they are not disappointed pointed, they put like three little things that they would like from their secret Santa. Yeah. And this um, little kid asked for a sewing kit, and which was great. And I bought it in Amazon and I assume, and I forgot about it. Apparently the sewing kit was, kit was delayed and my son was sending me texts and being really upset and crying that he didn't have a gift for his friends for the next day for the secret Santa, I found myself in a gas station at midnight crying to see if I would be able to get a sewing kit or something to replace it, which I didn't. And 
And that was kind of a turning point to me. I was like, I cannot do this anymore. I was crying. I was definitely crying. Oh, I can completely relate to what those, and it's just a sewing kit, but it was the whole, it was what was behind it is that you felt like this is just, I can't even get this to, to work because I'm so overwhelmed. Right. And, and the worst thing was that the only reason I was staying so late at work was because the teams inside the agencies will not communicate. So I will go each morning and say, hey, I was a project manager. Do you guys know what you need to do? And of course we know, of course we know. Every single day around four or five in the, in the afternoon, someone from one team or another will come complaining about someone else. Oh, they did this, but I cannot do that with this. Why did you talk about it before you start working? How is, and I ask. I mean, I have enough years of experience that I would even know the answer. Yeah. So we had to start over at four or five in the evening and finish at any given time. And for the agency, which this was a standard, they will give perks like bagels or bringing dinner if you stay long. And I didn't care about this perk. The only thing I care was being with my kids and my family. That would be my perk. I love that. I had another um, podcast guest who said they had a washer and dryer as a perk, which meant that you had to wash your clothing. So that like you would live there. That's what they were hoping. I think. (laughs) I I, I don't know. My only perk is to go get well paid, go and be able to have a balanced life that this is another discussion and balance is different for everyone. Right. But, um, so that day, I say I finish this contract and I'm done. I was teaching college at the time too. And I say I finish the semester and I will be done with everything. If I need to drive over, I will. Yeah. Uh, then it was my son's bar mitzvah that summer. So I was ready to take the summer off and prepare an amazing bar mitzvah. Of course, well, I was a project manager. I can do it. I didn't need a planner or anything. And I was working on that. And as I was working on that, some friends came over for dinner and they were opening a medical clinic and they needed some marketing. So I started helping them and then said, well, you're doing all this. I did absolutely everything. I did the website, I did the logo, I did everything for them because I had the time on my hands and I'm really, really bad at not doing anything. Yeah. So I end up they start paying me and just because they start paying me, I had to open a company and then someone else. Two, two and a half years later, I have a team of 50 something people. Yeah. But I was very, very clear from the beginning that the only way that I will do this was with very strong guidelines and logistics. So you were able to find people that are from all over the world, right? That, that are willing to work with you remotely and, and you were able to vet them and maybe get uh, recommendations. I mean, that's amazing that you were able to build that team. Uh, talk about the, that kind of journey, what, what you did to create that. Well, I made a lot of mistakes. Let's start with that. <laughs> I, I didn't know anything about hiring and paying and a lot of things that I, um, that's why later on I put this, um, I'm a coach, basically helping people, all these tricks and the things that I, how to hire and all these things that I learn uh, to make it easier for them. But um, one of the things that 
for me was always really, really important was people over skills. I mean, of course, I want the best skills in the world, but I learned that skills without the soul, they, they don't last. So and how we work is so horizontal that uh, we all need to work together. So for me, it was more important to have a good fit for the company Mm. that having a good fit uh, in paper. So I always, when I hire people, uh, they have to go through testings, interviews, all those things. But then I always say there is an, the last test and there is the most important test of all. That is how you fit with the team. Yeah. That is so important that you're saying that. Of course, they get paid for those days that they work, but I will not confirm anyone until the whole team or the immediate team to tell me that they're okay with them. Yeah, I think that is so smart because it's really at the end of the day, it's about the relationships and it's about how everyone works together. And we spend so much time working, we really should be able to enjoy the people that we're around and be able to it should be symbiotic, which means like, you know, we, 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 we move together and it's an easy thing where when yeah. some people, when it's not, and it's not a good fit, it makes it double work. It makes it more difficult. Like the people that were in your company that you were working for who told you, yeah, yeah. And then later they would be like, oh, we don't know what that is. We got to start all over or whatever. That was such bad communication in that company. You know what I mean? So there, there yeah. was a problem there. And so this Our, is the if you don't care about it, that's what the, I always tell someone. You're not doing it to me. You're not doing it to the company. You're doing it to the team. Yeah. Yeah. Because we work together and we're a domino effect, how we work. Yeah. So if you're not part of the culture, you're not part of the team, uh, if you don't feel that you have that T-shirt on, yeah, uh, you're not going to be there for your team. Like I always say, this is advertising. It's not brain surgery. Uh, there, nobody's going to die. Of course, we have deadlines to meet and we can or- get organized and do it well. Once in a while, we're going to have an emergency. I'm going to stay late a little bit. But most of the days, we live on time. Most of the days, I see someone staying and I threaten them to fire them. <laughs> and because that person burnt out, it's not good to me. Yeah, that's really true. So true. So tell me about your, your agency first. You have an advertising agency. In what areas do you cover and what types of clients do you typically have? Um, well, we, do, we are a 360 agency, but we are very, very strong in digital. Mm-hmm. And in the Darl. We do, I mean, my background is in entertainment industry and in fashion industry. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people from the beauty industry, wellness industry, lifestyle is what they get attracted to us. Mm-hmm. Because also we're very, very strong in visuals and in visual communication. Mm-hmm. And we love what to do. What yeah. you do. It's like with everyone in my team, I can assure you that they connect to be with their team happy. Because we're happy to start another day. Yeah, that's great. That's amazing. So, okay, so then you do that, but then you also have your podcast, which you speak to people. I have two podcasts. I have one in English and one in Spanish. Oh, my gosh. Tell me about both of them. Okay, so I have coffee number five, Mm -hmm. which is my English 
English podcast where I interview, I talk with entrepreneurs and business owners, and we try to give real life tools to people. Yes. And also I, uh, in coffee number five is what makes people click. Yeah. That's what we're trying to find out. Yeah. In my Spanish podcast, it's called Marketing Simplificado, and it's about teaching marketing yeah. in Spanish. Yeah. Oh, so, and, and both, how long have you had both of those? I don't know. Uh, like six, <laughs> six months. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, wow. Down. That's, that's, that's amazing that you did both of those. You're just busy and you amaze me at nine jobs at one time. Like, how do you do that? I don't know, but, but that's amazing. Well, you you, have, you have to pay, you have to pay the bills. The nine yeah. jobs was before kids. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Well, you have something else that you, you do and that is um, you've built an online course and you're coaching. So tell me about that. Okay. So I found out that a lot of companies that, or people that come to work with the agency, mm-hmm. either they are not, we work with a lot of startups too, mm-hmm. and either they are not ready to let go of their baby yeah. or they don't have the funds yet to work with us. But what happened is that they try to do things themselves and they not always do it right. So then it's going to cost them more to fix them. Mm-hmm. than to do it right from the beginning. So in one hand, I have created this coaching program. So whoever wants to hire me is a one-on-one mm-hmm. program. It's four months. And I give them the same tools that I have in the agency. And I help them to put a strategy for a whole year. And I teach them how to hire, how to work with vendors. If they have in-house people, how to utilize them. If they're going to be using people from Upwork or from Indeed, how to work with them. I give them all these tools that I've been using over the years. Mm-hmm. And so they feel like they are in a strong marketing um, standpoint to be able to do their business. Right. But still, there are other people that they cannot they are not ready for the one-on-one or they think that they can do their strategy by themselves. Mm-hmm. And I learned that, as I was telling you, a lot of problems happen from communications issues. Yeah. So if you don't know how to ask a developer what you want to do, how are you going to get a good outcome? Yeah. So I created this program um, that it teaches you the basic information about the ecosystem so mm-hmm. you understand you understand all the parts and then you know in what parts you need to go and dig deeper in order to get help or do it yourself i think that is so smart and here's the reason why i think it is because even when they do they apply everything you're telling them and they're working with you and they start to to see the income coming in more they're going to understand those parts of the business, even if they hand it off to you or hand it off to whomever they hire. It's so important, don't you agree, that you understand the parts of the business? Absolutely. So, because and then you get you get what's going on and then you can really, you, then you can hand it off because you know what's happening instead of not being aware, right? Well, also, you know that you're going to get the outcome that you expect, I see that the two biggest uh, problems from entrepreneurs or small businesses are A, that they try to copy someone else's strategy, Mm -hmm. which 
even if they are their direct competitors, why are you going to do exactly the same as they do? You need to show how you're different. Yes. That's another thing about branding and, and everything. So. And, and the other thing is that you need to know, the other people tell me, oh, I spent so much money in ads and it didn't work out for me. I say, okay, get, let me see your numbers. People don't understand that the beautiful thing about the digital world is the end of the process, which is the beginning too, mm-hmm. that is seeing metrics. So from the metrics, we can see everything that works and how it works, but everything needs to be set up right. They need to be your website connected to your um, ads so you can get those metrics. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You have to be able to measure them and understand. Exactly. That's really important too because um, if you're not getting the results, then you can always tweak it. But if you're not paying attention to that, then then you can just blindly keep going and, and not getting your results and spending more money or spending more time, which I think time is more valuable than money when it comes to... Or putting, or putting the, the money in the wrong place because your audience is not there. Right, exactly. Exactly. So I think, and so that, in in saying that, we can go back to the content with intention and that you really help each client sort of sort out their why, like, and and what they're doing so that you might have the same template as this, then this, then this, but it's different with each person, right? Yeah, we're unique. That's why we are a boutique agency. Yeah. We work, uh, we build relationships with our clients. We have a unique relationship with each client and we create a unique strategy. We don't do, we don't use any templates. Okay. Each person is unique. I mean, I, yes, for example, I use uh, certain calendars that it helps us as a tool, Yeah, but it's the, the strategies are unique for each client. Yeah. But I'm saying like, there's only so many platforms and so many places, but you, the way you guys do it for each client is different. That's what I'm saying. I'm, you, that's the, I'm not saying that the, you do everything the, pla- the same. Yeah. The platforms are the same because yeah. we all use the same. That's what I mean. But, what we, you, but the strategy is different for each client. Exactly. exactly. And it has to be because that's what sets them apart. And they have to be in a world of noise. They have to be set apart. And how do they do that? They have someone like your team help them to do that because they want, or, they want to say Yeah, my team or themselves hiring the right people or doing the right thing, but they're never going to be able to do it if they don't understand who they are and why they're doing things Yeah, and where the audience is. Because I can be doing 100 TikToks a day, but my audience is not in TikTok. <laughs> so I will be finding, yeah, I may have a following, but what for? I prefer to have 10 followers in Instagram that they're going to convert and be my clients than right. having 100 in TikTok that they're going to share watching me. And I wasted all the time in creating content for TikTok. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, you make a lot of sense. And so you are the CEO and founder of Daryl and these two podcasts. What are your well, – give me the – links or the the urls and they'll be in the notes by the way everyone but i just want to know where they can find this online course that you're offering coming up uh well you can find me at thedarl.com or you can find larshmoisman.com and i make sure that i give you this link for i have a 40 minute uh free training yes 
So I'll give you a unique link for that. So you can put it in the notes. And also I can put a, um, they can sign up and later on and get um, to know when the online training is coming out. We're tweaking it because this ecosystem, this digital world is changing so fast. So rapidly. Yeah. So let's just talk about that for a moment because you and I both know about Clubhouse and that's still in its beta, but it's blowing up. And that's, that can be a whole rabbit hole. But do you see that as a, as a good uh, place for people to, to get the word out about what they're doing? What do you see that as being? I feel like a lot of people have a lot of things to say. Uh, it's part of the digital world. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, I'm sure you're gonna remember the, you remember those days like I do that uh, we did advertisement and it was one-sided. We would put TV or radio or a billboard, and that was it. So people would buy the product or not. Yeah. But now uh, with the digital world, it's a two-way. People are creating using. Um, UCGs, um, user-generated content, and they are creating, the, they give in opinions. So I feel like a lot of people have a lot of opinions and they want to find a space to share like they do with Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. And it's just a different outlet. It's like we have a visual Instagram, we have Facebook groups that is text. This is the next level that is um, audio which I think is a great thing for a lot of people and for other people who want to work. Again, you need to find where your audience is. And yeah. with Clubhouse, I think a lot of people are testing the waters. I don't know if it's going to work for everyone. Yeah, and I think right now, because we are at home more and we have a little bit more time to listen, I think that's really why people are, are on it and have time to talk. And I, we're, I, we're all yeah, back yeah. busy. I don't know if we're all going to be on there talking. Uh, yeah, and my problem with Clubhouse is that it doesn't get stored anywhere, and it's time that I don't get to do other things. Mm, very good point. So it doesn't get stored anywhere. You can't repurpose that and maybe use it to, to market or do something. that You make a very good point there. So that's, an, that's a good one to, to point out. Uh, one more question. What do you think of, of Facebook and Facebook groups? Because I'm a little weary of that whole thing, to be honest oh, with you. I honestly love Facebook groups. I yeah. found that is uh, a place where people... You know that effect on Facebook that people only tell about themselves and how great life is? Yeah. I found Facebook groups that is a place that most people will give it forward. Yeah. They will pay it forward and they will give advice or will give uh, not every group. There is no very active groups. Actually, I have two Facebook groups too. Oh, my gosh. I have one that is called Marketing Simplificado in Spanish and Marketing Small Talk in English. Mm-hmm. And it's a place that people can ask questions about marketing and answer other people. Yes. And, and so- there are communities. That is helpful. I know that. But, um, yeah, because everyone's like, oh, do you have a Facebook group too? And I'm, I'm just like, I'm one, you know, I'm, no, I don't. But I have a private something private on my on my platform that people can talk. So it works out that way. Yeah, but- exactly. 
right in a community, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? I don't want to keep you because I know you're a very busy woman. And thank you, Laura, so much for taking the time today to talk to me. And you're amazing. And I just hope that you continue to evolve and create because everything you're doing is so exciting. So good luck with this um, online program. I want to see what's going on with that and, and follow thank it. Thank you. So thank you again. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're amazing. And it's wonderful to be here. Thank you for listening. Links to mine and my guest's social media, as well as other resources you might enjoy, are all in the show notes. Why not take a quick 10-minute quiz to help find the right resource for you? Download the Compass mini course or browse the resource page and see what the next community has to offer. All available at www.nextcareerlife.com. Enjoying the show? Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or share the show with a friend or coworker. Word of mouth is still the best way to find out about new podcasts. Until next time.